Cardinals in their ninth, needing one run to tie, will have the top of the batting order. Starting with Blossom game. Hatton and Musi. There's a 1-1 pitch. Swung on and popped up in foul territory. Sarney might have a play. Getting under the ball. He hasn't. Please pop the sun. Washington in the slugfest beat the White Sox 12 to 7. Here's Mueller. He's at two out of three. A single and a double off Poholsky. Bounced out against Constante. There's the windup now, the pitch. And it's outside for ball one. One ball and no strike. One away. We're in the ninth. Cardinals trailing two to one. That had only two hits. Antonelli is now working in the bullpen. There's the pitch to Mueller. Strike called over the outside corner. And the count is evened up. One ball, one strike. There's the pitch. Swung and he missed. Strike two. Two strikes and a ball. Some of the Giants are going directly to Milwaukee. The rest of the team going to Minneapolis for an exhibition game tomorrow night. Here's the pitch. Swung on and tapped right back to Kinder over his head. The shortstop fields and throws. Can't make a play. It's an infield hit. Mueller tap one over Kinder's head. Ellie jumped but couldn't reach it. Another bring up the catcher, Ray Cox. One out of the man on at first. See, we're going to have a pinch hitter here. They might use one. The way Antonelli's firing, it's like they might even be thinking of bringing him in to face the first three men of the night. There's further information on Hank Thompson. Good news, first of all, the wet x-rays are negative. He does have a severe concussion, will be kept at the Jewish hospital for observation several days. Dusty Rhodes comes out as a pinch hitter here. As the Giants gamble on picking up some additional insurance. The first pitch is outside to Dusty. Dusty hitting 225 for the year. Had one homer and seven runs batted in. One ball, no strikes. There's Kinder getting ready. A lead by Mueller. And now the pitch. Strike a fastball over the outside corner. Rigney probably remembered in that game here in St. Louis, Harry. It was Dusty who got that base hit off Kinder and made the consecutive doubles off Mizell, you remember? Yeah. One ball, one strike. There's the stretch. Now the pitch to left-handed batter. Low and outside, and the count, two balls and a strike. Cincinnati scoring four in the seventh, knocking out Stu Miller. He's taken a 5-3 to three lead over Philadelphia. One man out. There's the strike. Pitch to the left-handed batter. Foul back to the screen. Let's pause here. A cold bottle of Budweiser. This is the Cardinals Baseball Network. The Frisco Railway presents a quarter hour of world news tonight, immediately following Jack Buck's inning, presented to a by Cry Packing Company on KMOX, the voice of St. Louis. This is Harry Cowery with Joe Gargiel and Jack Buck from Bush Stadium. We're in the eighth. The Giants are leading two to one. Two balls, two strikes. There's the pick. A ground ball looks like another play to hack. Over to Blasting game one. Over to first base. Two. The inning is over. Rose grounded into a double play from Hatton. The Blasting game. The move. One hit, no runs, no errors. Nobody left. We go to the bottom of the ninth. The Cardinals trail two to one. It's Blasting game. Hatton and Musial coming up in that order. It'll be up to Blasting game to get something started. So far tonight, he hasn't been able to 
manage any way to get on base. He struck out in the first, struck out in the third, bounced to the first baseman in the sixth inning. Flashing game has really done a tremendous job of getting on base in the 42 ball games that he's been in, only four games has he failed to get on base at least once. Been at bat, his total at bats are 189. His total on base is 78, which is quite an average. That average won't mean a thing. He's got to get on right now against a real tough right-hander, Ruben Gomez, who's really done a job of dazzling these Cardinals with a good screwball and a fine slider. Gomez has fans seven. Let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven is right. Wes Westrom is the catcher now. Foster Castleman, who came in when Henry Thompson was injured, his home run is the difference right now. Westrom's had a bad finger, Harry. He tore a nail off for trying to catch one of uh, Wilhelm's knuckleballs, and tonight he caught batting practice to see just how it felt. Must have felt all right because here he is in the ballgame. Here's Gomez winding the pitch. Lawson game takes it outside. Gomez indicated to Castleman to watch the bunt and also to Willie White at first base. One ball, no strikes. There's the windup in the pitch. Ball two wide. Two and nothing on the count in for life. Johnny Antonelli now has sat down. It's McCall and Wilhelm who are warming up. Two balls, no strike. Ruben Gomez gets set. Here's the windup now the pitch. Strike one is called. A fastball right in there. Two balls and a strike. Here's the big pitch. They can miss the plate with this one. Two balls, one strike. Gomez winding. Here's the pitch to Flossing Game, and he missed it. Screwball. Boy, I bet you the Blazer doesn't care if he never sees this Gomez. He's been swinging all night at him. Two balls, two strikes. There's the windup. The pitch. Struck him out again. Boy, that kid is, uh, he's never seen that kind of pitching before, and there isn't any, uh, any else, anything else like it around. Glassing game, who doesn't take a big cut at the ball, when you make a hitter like that look bad, you know that you've got him fooled. That for Blassing Game is his third strikeout of this game and his fourth strikeout in his last five times at bat. Brady Houghton takes the first pitch outside. One man out. Either Houghton or Musial now, or that's it. Gomez gets set. Here's the pitch. Swung and he fouled it. Hit it off the end of the bat. Boy, you can see why a Gomez would be rough on a left-hand hitting ball club. The left-handed batters are the ones who really, really look pretty bad against them. They've been way off stride and off time. In addition to that, Harry, he's been keeping that screwball where it should be, down low, the reason for all those ground balls. He's had perfect control of it. He's been quite a pitcher. One ball, one strike, the pitch. Way outside, ball two. Two balls and a strike. Musial would be next. If Athens can get on there. Grady has walked twice and got, got a scratch hit. Two balls, one strike, the windup. There's the pitch. Swung on, a slow tap going foul. Down the first baseline, strike two. And the way he's got Hatton off stride is just like he had Glassing Game off stride. He doesn't look in any danger. Two balls, two strikes. There's Gomez ready. There's the windup in the pitch. Started a swing, held up the fastball as high, ball three. Three balls and two strikes. Ruben Gomez getting set. Three and two, one out. Grady Hatton waiting. Here's the windup in the pitch. Strike three is called. And Hatton is arguing about that one. strikeouts for Gomez. There's a 
Here's Wes Weston going out to talk to him now. Previously this year, the highest number of strikeouts he ever had in the game was six. He's now one out away from a victory, and here's Musio. Stands on nothing out of three, hitting the two double plays. One on a line drive, though. Nothing out of three. There's Gomez getting ready. Oh, for one on that roof. Here's the pitch. A line drive going into the left field corner. Fair ball. It'll be an extra base hit. Here's Musio around the second base, and it's all up the boy. Musio lined a double into the left field corner. Here's the runner now for Musio, Jackie Brandt. Brandt is going to run for Musio. So the tying run is at second, two out. Jackie Brandt is running for New Zealand. Number 21, Brandt, running for New Zealand. Jackie Brandt. Moyer has been the duck soup so far for Gomez. Banned him twice and had him to top the ball softly into a fourth play the other time. But this is that last time. The ball game is riding on this one. Kenny Boyer digging in. Gomez from the belt. There's the pitch. Outside a curve, ball one. Slap one in the right field, Ken. Jack D. Brandt with the tying run. Running for Musial. One ball, no strikes. Now the pitch. Outside, ball two. Wally Moon with the next. Two balls and no strikes. Gomez gets ready. Two or nothing. Boyer's digging in. There's the stretch. The pitch. Curve ball three outside. Three balls and no strikes. Boyer looks down at Johnny Hop for the hitter to the take. Three balls, no strikes. Two men out. There's the signal given. There's the stretch. Here's the pitch. Curve in there with three and nothing. A strike call. Three balls and a strike on Boyer. Cardinals need the base hit to tie it. The home run would win it. Three balls and one strike. There's the pitch. Swung and he missed. Strike two. Three balls and two strikes. Ruben Gomez takes a look around. Tying run at second base. There's the stretch. The pitch. Line drive, base hit. This is going to be a race at the plate. Mays fumbles the ball and the game is tied. of admission to see what would have happened. That ball was hit sharply. Jackie Brandt could run. He was going to be a great player at the plate. But uh, Willie couldn't pick the ball up cleanly. There's no air. The run is in. Boyer batted it in with the ball game hanging on his shoulders. And this is all tied up. And now a new pitch is going to be brought in. Looked like a slider or something fast, Harry. It wasn't that good screw ball that he's been throwing, and Boyer really hit it right through the middle for a base hit. Mays came charging in. It was going to be quite a play. Jackie Brandt with two outs, and his great speed was off and running. In fact, on the 3-1 uh, pitch, one that Boyer swung and missed, Westrom kind of faked the throw to uh, run Jackie Brandt back. That's the kind of a lead he had. But when Willie couldn't come up with the ball, Brandt made it very easily. Ruben Gomez, Wes Westerman, Bill Rigney are out on the mound, and Gomez is really shaking his head. Boy, he is just about doing everything right now, explaining that pitch. I'm sure Westerman and Gomez are going through with it. Rigney just listening. He's already motioned for Wendy McCall. Gomez on a four-hitter finds himself all tied up. Two outs and a base runner on that first base. 
And that, Joe, is the 14th time this year that Kenny Boyer, in a two-out situation, has delivered the base hit to drive in runs. The 14th time. Harry, uh, Ken Boyer retired to the dugout while McCall cranks up. And he had a little session there with Wally Boone, who will be at the plate with two men out. And Boyer carrying the winning run. Well, I imagine that Boyer and Moon are getting together with a little bit of strategy. Grass hit and run or a stolen base or something of the sort. Boy, listen there. There's the spot where that hitter... You talk about a clutch hit. There it is, because it's three balls, two strikes, a time on at second and two out. There's the real jam, and Boyer came through. And now Bill Rigney has retired to the dugout. Boyer's still talking to Wally Moon. Now he's trotting over to first base. Harry, if he's just asking him how he feels and how the weather is, it's a very effective act because with two outs and Boyer's great speed, he's going to have these giants thinking about Boyer maybe running. McCall pitching to Wally Moon. It wouldn't be too far to see Ken Boyer start to take off for second base and try to steal this ball game. Boy, I bet that Gomez is really shaking his head. What a magnificent ball game he pitched. He retired Musial three times in a row with men on base. And then with the ball game practically in his hip pocket, two out and nobody on, Stan hit his first pitch like a bullet in the left field for a double. Ran, ran for him, and then Boyer came through. And one thing about it, Stan is, other than the first time up tonight, he hit that ball on the nose every time. Willie turned his line drive into a double play in the fourth. He lined right at Willie with a man on in the seventh. And now this time he hit one where they wasn't, or where they weren't, or where they ain't. <laughs> Here's Wally Moon now, Boyer, edging off first base. Game tied 2-2. There's Wendy McCall getting ready into the stretch. And here's the pitch. Curve inside, ball one. One ball and no strike. Moon doubled off Gomez in the seventh. One ball, no strikes. Wally digs in. There's a lead by Boyer. Now the pitch. There he goes. Halfway, they got him trapped at first base. He is safe. He got back. Weston's throw was low into the second base side of the back. Willie White had to scoop it up out of the dirt and then dive for Boyer, who reached for the bag with his hand and got in safely. Two balls and no strikes to count on more. The big thing that helped us, too, on that play, Harry, is the fact that Wally was a left-hand hitter and Westrom had to shift to the inside part of the diamond and throw. Now here's Moon waiting now. Two balls, no strikes. There's the stretch, the hesitation from the belt, the pitch. Here it is. A ground ball to White. The inning is over. That's on the bag, and that's all. But the Cardinals tied it. Two hits after two are out. Two outs on strikeouts. And then a double by Musial and a single by Boyd. So it's one run, two hits, no errors, one left. At the end of nine full and exciting innings, the Giants two, the Cardinals two. How'd you put that into the record, Harry, for Gomez? Eight and two-thirds innings and two strikes. That's what the count was on Kenny Boyer. Three balls, two strikes when he came through with a very clutch base hit. And that's the thing when you start to look at RBIs. Now, Boyer, I think, right now is still leading the National League as far as RBIs. And as Harry said, 14 times with two men out, he's come through with a RBI-producing base hit. And that's the big difference, to hit with two outs, because... It's right on your back. Nobody else can help you. Jackie Brand is now playing right field for the Cardinals. Bobby Del Greco's in center. And Rip Rupolsky's in left. Ellis Kinder is still on the mound. Terwilliger will be leading off against them. It'll be Terwilliger, the pitcher. And the leadoff man here in the 10th for the Giants. Then the Cardinals in their 10th will have Rapolsky, Sarney, and Del Greco. Jackie Brandt playing right field. Terwilliger's have one out of three.
throws Kinder. Veteran right-hander gets ready, goes into the windup. Now the pitch to Terwilliger's a strike, a fastball call. One strike to no balls. Kinder's 1-1 loss, none this year. There's his windup. The pitch. A ground ball. Moon going for it. The pitch is going to have to cover. There's a toss to Kinder. Safe, he beat it. Kinder slow getting over there. Moon. Not realizing that the ball was right at Grady Hat and left the bag, which made it a very difficult play for Kinder. And there, instead of an easy out, is the important tie-breaking run at first base. Wally just figured that he better try to get that ball. Hatton was right in front of it all the way. He didn't even have to move more than a step. Yet when Hatton fielded the ball, there was nobody to throw to because Kinder was so slow getting over and Moon was in no position. Swigger was pulled on the pitch, but he really hustled getting down that line. He ended up by sliding into first base and beat the play. Rigney had indicated from the coach's box before uh, Terwilliger even hit that he wanted a pinch hitter for the pitcher McCall. Now he's walked over to the bench. He'd indicated a left-handed pinch hitter, and George Wilson came to the bat rack to get a bat. But now he's gone to a right-hander. Looks like Daryl Spencer. Daryl Spencer hitting 213. He's had five homers this year. Right-handed batter. Spencer will be the batter. Hitting for McCall means Wilhelm will be the relief pitcher. The Giants gambling here on taking the lead. Runner at first to nobody out. That was a play that really hurt because there was a just a routine out. However, the ball was hit to Wally's right and instinctively he started racing for the ball before he realized it would have been would be a much easier play for Hatton. There's the stretch. The pitch now to Spencer. He's going to bunt it, but he bunts foul. Strike one. One strike and no ball. Ellis Kinder on the hill. Larry Jackson down on the bullpen along with Jackie Collum. One strike and no ball. Spencer gets that big right-handed batter. Boy, he was playing him close, expecting the bunt. There's the lead by Terwilliger. There's the stretch now. He's going to bunt that ball. He takes strike two instead. Two strikes and no ball. Now, he can hardly afford to take a chance. Takes a look down at his manager, Rigney. Darrell Spencer, the batter. Nobody out. Runner at first base. That was Kinder getting set. Takes his squeeze of the rising back. Two strikes and no ball. There's a lead by Terwilliger. Kinder from the belt. And now the pitch. He struck him out of the curveball. Spencer went down swinging. Wow. Here's Whitey Lockman. Left-handed batter. He doubled in the eighth. He's got two out of four. Lockman stepping in there. Dangerous hitter. Freddie Hutchinson motions for the in, for the outfielders to move in. There's Kinder set. There's the stretch now, the hesitation. Here's the pitch on the way. There goes the runner. Swing on and foul. Out of play into the stands. Glad he swung because Terwiller got a tremendous break. Terry, I just started to say DeRocher did that a couple of times and Lockman took him off the hook. I mean, a move where a, a bunt didn't get anybody over because Lockman is one of those fellows who doesn't strike out too much. Last year he only struck out 34 times and he moves the ball around. And he gives you a chance to try something by breaking up the infield, which is what Bill Rigney was gambling on with a hit and run play. There's a stretch by Kinder, a lead by Terwilliger. From the belt now, the pitch. Low fastball outside, and the count is even. Cincinnati beat Stu Miller and the Phillies 7-3 to tonight. Brooks Lawrence, the winner, now 7-0. and One ball, one strike. Or is it eight? The 
pitch to Lachman. Here it is. There goes the runner. Look at the break he's got. Oh, Lachman fouled it off again. Man, what a break that Terwilliger's been having. Kinder's been taking a little pitch just before the delivery, which I never noticed before, Harry. And Terwilliger's been taking great advantage of it. He's been gone on both of those pitches. Sarney wouldn't have had a chance. Two strikes and a ball. There's Kinder getting ready now. And here's the pitch. Swung on a double play ball in the blasting game. Over to Hatton for one. Over to first base, bad throw, and he's safe. A bounce throw by Hatton. So it's merely a force out. From blasting game to Hatton. Two gone. That'll give Alvin Dark a chance. I don't think they'd have had him on, even on a good throw. Harry uh, Lockman just punched at the ball. He was flying away from that plate, and he gets down there as good as anybody in the league. They got that leading man, though. So it's two away. Game tied, two and two, and this has become a tense struggle. Boy, this would be a dandy to win. Because this is one game where it looked like you were beaten. There's the stretch. The pitch now to Alvin Dark. Here it is. Fastball inside. Ball one. One ball and no strike. Watch this Lockman. He can get the kind of a jump that Terwilliger had. He's a cinch to go. Kinder keeping an eye on him. There's the stretch. Now the pitch. Swung on. A high pop foul coming back. Cerny chasing it. No play. Into the stand. That's Lawrence's sixth victory in no losses. Yeah, I thought he had more than that, Joe. But that's right. He's had a number of games recently where he's been neither the winner nor the loser. He's picked some real good ball, Harry. He went uh, six innings and one game against Milwaukee, no decision. Six against the Giants, no decision. Last one was against Brooklyn. One ball, one strike. Pitch now to Dark. And the runner, Lockman. Edges, the pitch slung on and popped out. He'll be out of this inning. Boyer in foul territory. He makes the catch. Alvin Dark, a tough hitter of the fool, was completely fooled by that old gaffer, Ellis Kinder, who's done a tremendous job for the Redbirds. And now it is one hit. No runs, no errors, and one left in the top of the tenth. You know, they talk about the youth. It was a youth who drove in the tying run. But it was a veteran who got the double that gave him an opportunity. And it was, it's been two old-timers that have kept the Cardinals in the ball game. Constanti pitched two fine innings, and now so has Kinder. We finally got Lawrence's record straight, eh? Hey? You finally concede one? Well, I remember listening to that game, Harry, on the 28th. On the way to Champaign. That was the sixth. This was the seventh. Right. It's 7 and 0 for Brooks Lawrence. You missed one somewhere, Joe. It was the 29th. Excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> there have been a couple, though, Harry, where he, uh, in addition to having his seven wins, could have had a couple of losses, but that club that he has makes a lot of runs. Took him off the hook a couple of times. Well, you don't, uh, you got to give the guy a lot of credit. It's, he's 7 and 0. Whatever the circumstances are, immaterial. All that counts is do you win or not. He's been winning, so more power to him. All right, here's Rapolsky to lead off against Hyde Wilhelm now. Here's the windup from the first pitch to Rip. And it's swung on a line drive to the third base, but he's out. Rapolsky lined to Castleman, who didn't know he had it. There was the Statue of Liberty. Castleman up on one toe with the ball in his mitt. And he held it there for a moment as he just realized that he had it. Didn't have time to take a step there. He just stuck the glove out, and there she was. Here's Sorny now. One man out. Nobody on. Wilhelm gets set. There's the pitch on the way. Knuckleball inside, ball one. If we can get somebody on against Wilhelm, anything might happen. He's the guy with that dazzling knuckleball that you not only can't hit, but you can't even catch. One ball, no strikes. The pitch swung and foul tip back. Count is even at a ball in the strike. One out. We're in the tenth. Cardinals came from behind to tie it. Two and two. 
One man out here. Bill Sarney's been hitless. The Brewers of Budweiser, your host. There's the wind-up 2-2, the pitch. He missed a knuckleball. Strike two. Two strikes and a ball. Redbirds, the lower end of the batting order this inning. Two strikes and a ball. There's a signal given. Into the windup is Wilhelm. Now the pitch on the way. Swung on and popped up in foul territory. West Weston getting under the ball. He's got room. Makes the catch. He's on. Okay, some of you joined us late. Here's the way things happen. In the second inning against Baholski, Mays walked and stole second and scored on Mueller's single to right. Then with two out, after Henry Thompson had left the game having been hit by a pitch ball, Foster Castleman, who replaced him with a count of two strikes and a ball, hit a homer against Baholski in the sixth, and the Giants led two to nothing. And the Cardinals have been fighting back ever since. Here's the pitch to Del Greco swung. Slow bouncing ball. He might be able to beat it out. Castleman barehanded. The throw. He's out on a beautiful play. Foster Castleman made a sensational barehand pickup on the dead run and fired across to White in time to beat Del Greco. So it's 1-2-3 against Wilhelm. Nothing across. At the end of 10, it's still tied. The Giants to the Cardinals to. When you ask for a glass of Budweiser draft beer at your favorite tavern or restaurant, you have every right to expect it to taste better than any other draft beer in the world. Through the years, sales records prove that Budweiser has pleased more people than any other beer in history. It'll please you best, too, so enjoy it. Order Budweiser on draft. Budweiser. Something more than premium quality. Budweiser quality. Harry watching Bill Rigney coaching the third. I just saw him rub his hands to his head. And before the ball game, Murray Dixon was kidding him, saying about his gray hair. Well, he was gray when he was playing, a premature gray-haired ball player. And Murray said, looks like you're getting gray hair. And Rigney said, listen, the ball games we've been playing, I bet I got the grayest gray hair in town. And I'll bet after that last inning, a few more sprouted. Well, let's pause here for identification. This is the Cardinals Baseball Network. Stay tuned for a quarter hour of world news brought to you by Frisco Railway on KMOX, the voice of St. Louis, following the ball game. This is Harry Carey from Bush Stadium in St. Louis. We're going into the top of the 11th. Here's Willie White. The first pitch is low and outside for ball one. Want to recap, uh, some of you perhaps who might have joined us late, wondering how all the action happened. We've given a recap on the two giant runs. Here's a pitch to White Swung, and there's a high fly. And deep in the right center, Jackie Brand is there. Makes the cut. White flies to Brand. One away. The Cardinals got their first run on a break in the seventh with two out. And Boyer on first. Moon doubled to right center. Boyer stopping at third. Willie Mays throw in the second base. Moon was there standing up. Hit Moon and deflected down the left field line. Boyer scoring. Moon stopping at third, where he died when Rafalski fanned. And then in the ninth, with two out, Musial double the left. And the count to Boyer ran to three and two. He single the center to tie up the ball game. Here's a half swing now, a pop fly to Hatton at second base. And there's two away. Castleman, trying to stop his swing, popped to Grady Hat. Here's Willie Mays. He's got nothing out of three. He is dangerous here. Sherry. Willie's had one out of six. Two out of ten in the series. Right-handed batter, two out and nobody on. Kinder winds, and here's the pitch. Pass ball inside for ball one. One ball and no strikes, two gone. Two and two, we're in the top of the eleven. There's the windup. Now the pitch on the way. High and outside. Two balls, no strike. Willie Mays at the plate. In a tight up ball game. 
Two out, nobody on, top of the 11. Ellis Kinder gets set. Be careful. There's the windup, the 2 nothing pitch. Here it is. Strike a curveball. Two balls and a strike on Mays. Brooklyn leads Milwaukee 3-2, to two, going in the last of the sixth of Milwaukee. Two balls and a strike, the pitch to Mays. There it is, curve, strike two, a beauty. Overhand curveball that time. Two balls, two strikes on Mays. Kinder gets set, takes a look around. Activity in the bullpen. The Cardinals probably are going to use a pinch hitter for Kinder. There's the 2-2 pitch. Swung on a ground ball to blasting games left. He's up. Throws the first. He's out. Beautiful play. Blasting game. Racing to his left field of that ball on the run. And while still going towards right center, threw out of his hip pocket, as it were, and threw perfectly. And it's 1-2-3 in the 11th. We go into the bottom of the 11th. One run would win it. No doubt about it being a pitching duel all the way. Gomez out-dueled Pajolski for eight and two-thirds. Then he took a two-out base hit by Boyd to tie it up. And you know, a lot of little things go for great pitching. And Gomez showed why he was going along in such great style. When he got Boyer three balls and no strikes. Kind of figured Boyer would be hitting. He threw a curveball, got it over. It was slider for strike two, and then Boyer was up to the occasion and came through with a base hit. Here in this inning, Ellis Kinder showed why a good pitcher is a good pitcher for the simple reason he can control something besides that fastball. Willie Mays with two balls and no strikes. He threw him a sidearm curveball for strike one, then came overhand with the curveball, strike two. Two balls and two strikes, he came with the fastball. He had a pretty good idea what he was going to do. He was going to keep Willie from pulling the ball, hit the outside corner, and it was a ground ball. Little things like that, boy, and there's the difference. Well, here's Hank Sauer coming out as a pinch hitter. Redbirds haven't had a pinch hitter deliver since Grady Hatton cleared the bases against Cincinnati on the 30th of May. Hank Sauer up there, right-handed batter. There's a pitch by Wilhelm. There she goes, deep. It might be out of here. It could be. It hits the top of the wall. Sowers held to a long single. There's a throw from the outfield. He holds up the first thing. Boy, oh boy. The top of the left center field wall at the 379-foot mark. A long single. That ball bounced right back to Lockman. Here's Chuck Harmon going to run for Sauer. Big Hank came through, and it took only one pitch. Talking with Don Blasting Game Harry, not taking any chances on any signs being missed. The Giants have huddled around the mound. Talking about a bunt situation. We're in the bottom half. We score a run. That's it. Wil- uh, Wilhelm with his knuckleball. Blasting Game will have to battle to bunt this ball. West Westrom taking charge of the meeting on the mound. Talking to Willie White and third baseman Castleman. Now Alvin Dark is coming in. He's motioned that he will cover second base event of any play. Well, Hank Sauer made seven his lucky number. That was his seventh trip to the plate as a pinch hitter. And he just got his first. And boy, that didn't miss much from being a homer to end the ball game. High off the left center field wall and it hit the wall with such impact it came right back into Lockman's hands and Hank didn't have a chance to get the on first. Now Harmon is running for Sauer. Blasting game will be the hitter. He's fanned three times but and tapped out once, but he's got his nemesis out of there now, and he's facing a new pitcher at Wilhelm. They're expecting him to sacrifice. There's White Wilhelm looking down. Throws over to first arm and gets back. Wilhelm threw without even stepping that time. Practically. There's the stretch. Pitch now to Blasting Game. Instead goes over to first, the runner's back. Harmon can run. And he's liable to go on one of these knucklers if it gets away at all. There's the stretch now. Pitch to Blasting Game. 
He was going to bunt, but he held the bat back and took the knuckleball high and outside. Ball one. Boy, that was making it even more difficult for the catcher. Westrom does a tremendous job, Harry, but even on that pitch, he caught that ball in his webbing. Very rarely do you get the real feel of that knuckleball when you catch it. Now to pitch the blasting game. He ducks out of the way of ball two. Two balls and no strikes. Now he looks down at Johnny Hoff to see what's going on. Whether the bunt sign is still on. Harmon, a very fast runner at first. Castleman off third and White off first. A really charging blasting game. Be difficult to advance him. Two balls, no strikes. Harmon gets a lead. There's the stretch now. There's the pitch. There goes Harmon. Swung and foul pitch. Two balls and a strike. Had the hit run on. Figure Harry, two balls and no strikes. The catcher can't get in any more trouble. He's got to make sure he gets a strike, and he went to the fastball, which would have been a perfect pitch for Don Blasingham to play hit and run. All he had to do was get a piece of it because Kesselman is still charging hard at third base. White is holding close, but he's charging. See, Johnny Hopp went through another series of signs. Blasingham back in the batter's box gave the okay, and we're all ready to go again. There's the stretch now. It's the blasting game. Whoop! Wilhelm stumps back off the mound. Game tied, one run with Winnett. The outfield is playing shallow for blasting game. There's the stretch. Two and one. The pitch. Ball three outside. Three balls and a strike now. Here's the pitch where that manager earns his money, Harry. Would you have him hitting, or would you have him uh, take the ball, play for the base on balls, and have your man running on the 3-2 count? Certain amount of games you have to manage, and here's a tough spot right now. All right, three balls and a strike. There's the stretch. Now the pitch. Strike two is called. That was enough for him there. He was taking it. Three and two now. Let's see what happens. Harmon, a very fast runner on at first base. Blasting game is the hitter. Nobody out. That's the winning run. Hyde Wilhelm getting ready. Chuck Harmon edging off the bag. There's the stretch now from the belt. There's the pitch. There goes the runner swung. There's the drive deep in the right. Way back near the wall. Mueller's still going back. Makes the catch. Here's Harmon trying to get back to first. He does. Harmon was really running, Harry, as if he was going to steal, and Alvin Dark really gave him a good decoy. Uh, Dark played like he was feeling the ball. Just on this trip, they were talking about it before the ball game, a decoy he gave Gene Freeze. He had the kid even sliding, oversliding the bag, and Freeze came back, grabbed second base, and all the time it was a pop wide in the infield. Harmon saw the ball, though, saw Mueller catch it and came charging back. Blessing game had real good wood on that. A high-towering fly ball, but Mueller went back and made the catch right up against the wall. Now let's see what's going to happen. Brady Hatton is the batter here, a runner at first. Wilhelm is on the mound. Rigby might be thinking of a pass ball here with the knuckler. He's got a left-hander and a right-hander down in the bullpen. Antonelli's the left-hander. The right-hander is Steve Ridzik. I know one of the things, Joe, that a manager thinks of when he has a fellow like Antonelli cranking up. There's no sense in warming him up and wearing him out unless you're going to use him. Is that right? Well, that's uh, the whole pretty much of the story, Jack. But he's also thinking right now, would I rather have uh, Wilhelm pitching to Grady Hatton or would I rather have uh, maybe a pinch hitter? You don't know what they're going to do, although we're about out of second baseman. Shane Deans has already been used, although Harmon can play an adequate second base. Freddie Hutchinson elected to make a move. They could bring in uh, Walker Cooper, who's still on the bench. You know, little things like Alvin Dark just did, Harry. Well, I see he made the move. Johnny Antonelli's going to come in to pitch to Grady Hatton. And we're talking about that decoy he made on Gene Freeze. He went out and he acted it out so beautifully that Gene Freeze slid into the bag, overslid, and dove headlong back into the bag. And there he lay clutching the bag, trying to figure out what in the world is going on. I'm safe. And all of a sudden, he looks up and it's still a fly ball. Harry, do we have any more second basemen? Well, you got blasting game, whose natural position is second base. Harmon. Harmon could play either third or shard, and Boyer could play shortstop if they want to use Harmon at third. So they still got moves that they can make. Antonelli is the pitcher. <laughs> you don't know, with Tinder out of this ball game now, if the Cardinals can score, he'll be the winner. 
The more you look at this fellow's record, the more amazing it is. Do you realize that Kinder now has pitched 16 and a third innings for the Cardinals? He has walked only one man, and that was intentionally. Just think of this. In 16 and a third innings, he's walked one man, and that was intentionally. He's fanned three. He's allowed 12 hits. Two runs. The two runs came in the game that he was uh, the winner. The game when Collum finally had to come in and get the last two outs for him. But now this was his 12th appearance of the year. In 12 appearances, 16 and a third innings, in only one inning did the opposition score, and that was those two runs I'm talking about. Here's a fight result, in case you might be interested. Bobby Boyd of Chicago beat Milo Savage of Salt Lake City, TKO in the 10th round. Hatton is going to bat here for himself. One out, runner at first base. Jackie Brand will be next. Johnny Antonelli getting ready. There's the stretch. Now the pitch. Slow curve outside, ball one. One ball and no strike. Johnny Antonelli brought in the pitch. A gritty hat. One ball and no strikes. There's the stretch, harm in the lead. Now the pitch. Slow curve outside, ball one. One ball and no strike. Johnny Antonelli brought in the pitch. A gritty hat. One ball and no strikes. There's the stretch, harm in the lead. Now the pitch. Fastball outside, ball two. Steve Ridrick is warming up. Jackie Brand is going to be next. Brand ends the game as a pinch runner from UCL and scored the tying run. On Boyer's single in the bottom of the ninth with two out. There's a pitch. Ball three. Three balls and no strikes. Antonelli pitching to Grady High. Left-hand batter up there. Redbirds have really fought for this one. Now the stretch. Three and nothing. There's the pitch on the way. Strike is called. Hit that outside corner. Three balls, one strike, one out. This is the second time this year that Johnny Antonelli is relieved for the Giants. He's their leading pitcher with four and four. Three and one pitcher, it is a hat. All four, he walked them. Boy, that half has done quite a job in that lineup tonight. He's walked three times and he's single. He's not on strikes one. Here's Jackie Brandt, rookie outfielder. He could be the hero right here. The outfield is playing straight away. Grant hitting 270. There's a blind drive base hit. The Cardinals win the ball game. Jackie Brant pulled the first pitch into the left field corner. He's still running around the bases, Lockman picking it out. And the Redbirds have won a thriller. Jackie Brant on the first pitch. Line one into the left field corner, a double they credit him with. And the Cardinals win an extra innings, three to two. And the move of bringing in Johnny Antonelli certainly backfired. As the ace of the Giants walked out, the man he was brought in to pitch to, and on the first pitch, Antonelli was solved for a ringing base hit into the left field corner by Jackie Brandt. And the Cardinals win this one, sweep the series, beating the Giants 3-2. to two. Boy, they capitalized on a couple of breaks. And now here in the ninth, or rather in the 11th, just went out and won it. So Jackie Brand, who scored the tying run, which incidentally was quite a move by manager Hutchinson, with two outs, Nilsiel doubled, Brand went in to run for him. When Boyer singled, Willie Mays rushing the play, knowing how fast Brand is, fumbled the ball and didn't have any chance at all. With anybody uh, slower than Brandt, Willie would have had plenty of time to throw the man out at the plate. 
And now Jackie, who carried across the tying run as a pinch runner, has just batted in the winning run with a double to left. Oh, boy, these are the kind you got to win if you're going to stay in that race. So we'll have the official totals for you of this thrilling 11-inning 3-2 Cardinal victory over the Giants in exactly 60 seconds. Folks, do you know the most important thing to know about beer? Well, it's which one. It's only natural to want the most for your money. And that's exactly what Budweiser Lager Beer gives you. The quality and the character that only the finest brewing and aging process on earth could produce. But what pleases people mostly is the taste of Budweiser. It's a brisk taste. It has vigor. It's the taste that you find only, only in Budweiser. Brewing industry records prove that the taste of Bud has pleased more people than any other beer in history. If you've never tasted Budweiser, the very next time you order beer, order Bud. You'll be surprised, you'll be delighted, and then you'll agree that when you know your beer, it's bound to be Bud. Budweiser is perfection, and that's why where there's life, there's Bud. Budweiser. Well, you think that the bench didn't contribute to this victory tonight. Sowers started the 11th with a pinch hit off the top of the left center field wall. Harmon ran for him. Grady Hatton filling in brilliantly for Shane Deese. On base all night long, incidentally. Four times out of five trips to the plate. Three walks and a single. Hatton drew the key walk that pushed the winning run into scoring position. And Jackie Brandt, who entered the game as a pinch runner, drove in the winning run. These are the things, Joe, that got to happen to win these kind of ball games, because these are the kind you got to win if you're going to stay in the pennant fight. Harry, when you win ball games like this, you can just go right on down that lineup and hang a lot of heroes, laurels on everybody. There were a lot of contributing factors. Musial started that rally to tie up this ball game. And with two outs, blasting game had just struck out. Hatton had struck out. Looked like Gomez was on, off and running with a complete game victory. Musial doubled, and then Kenny Boyer ran that count to three and two and really came through with the clutch hit to tie it all up. As far as the hitting was concerned, everybody, Sauer and Brandt and Musial and Boyer, just take a look at this. Well, everybody laughed when Frank Lane signed Kinder Harry. I guess there were a few... Snickers, uh, so to speak, or what have you, when Constanti came in. But all Jim Constanti did was pitch two innings, no runs, two hits, struck out one, walked nobody. So maybe that wasn't uh, youthful youths, uh, Shecky Green would say, but it's a 3-2 to two victory in a real thriller. And these are the kind of games you have to have. And Joe, uh, so happy about the victory, uh, you can't help but uh, take a look at this Ruben Gomez. Any guy should have a right to feel downhearted. Boy, what a game he pitched. He fanned nine. He allowed four hits in eight and two-thirds innings. He had permitted one run, and that shouldn't have been scored because there was no play. A throw from the outfield hit a runner and allowed a man who had stopped at third to score. And uh, here he was, one pitch away from a victory, yet he wasn't destined to get it. All he shows in the box score is eight and two-thirds innings pitch. Two runs scored, one unearned. Four hits allowed, nine strikeouts, two walks, and one hit batsman. But boy, he certainly pitched a beautiful ball game. It's tough that he couldn't win it. But I'm certainly happy that the Redbirds were able to. Because this is a ball game now that gives them a winning streak of three in a row. They've swept the series to have an open day tomorrow. And the Pittsburgh Pirates will be coming in in a battle for first place. Friday night, Ladies' Day game Saturday... And the big doubleheader Sunday. Reserved seats for all those games are on sale now. So friends, make plans on being here. First place will be at stake. The Pirates are in first place by four percentage points over Cincinnati. By seven percentage points over the Cardinals. The three teams are virtually in a three-way tie. Milwaukee playing Brooklyn tonight. Joe will have the score for you on that one on the scoreboard that follows. Either Milwaukee or Brooklyn has to lose ground to the other three teams who've already won their ball game. The totals tonight for the Cardinals, three runs, six hits, no errors. The winning pitcher, Ellis Kinder, now he has won two and lost none. And for the Giants, two runs, nine hits and one error. 
the losing pitcher, Hoyt Wilhelm, who has won none and lost three. There's another irony. Wilhelm is the loser, yet all the damage was done against Antonelli. So that's it. The Redbirds win it and sweep the three-game series from the Giants. The Cardinals now are at 27-19 and 19 for the season, are seven games above the 500 mark. <laughs> so an open day tomorrow. We'll see you now, Friday night. Be sure to make plans for coming over for a big weekend as the Pirates come in town for a battle for first place. Now this is Harry Carey with Joe Garagiola from beautiful Bush Stadium in St. Louis where the Cardinals in typical gas house fashion came roaring from behind to tie in the ninth and won it in the 11th from the Giants 3-2. to two. Here's Jack now to wrap it up. See you Friday night. So long, everybody. That's it for this time. Until next time, this is Jack Buck speaking for Budweiser, reminding you to join us for the next Cardinal game and leaving you with this invitation to enjoyment. Live life, every golden minute of it. Enjoy Budweiser, every golden drop of it. For up-to-the-minute scores and news about today's Major League games, stay tuned for the Cardinal scoreboard, which will follow over most of these stations. This is the Cardinal Baseball Network. KMOX St. Louis. Now if you got a good man and you want to hold him... Gals, take my advice. You gotta give him lots of sweet talk and uh, never scold him. You gotta treat him nice. And when he comes home from working, and you know he's tired and blue. That's the time you dim the light, double up to him. And then here's what you do. Give that man an R.G. done. Give that man an R.G. done. With this holy water filler, it's the finest cigar like her milder R.G. done. Give that man an R.G. done. Hi, everybody. This is Joe Garagiola once again from beautiful Bush Stadium, where the St. Louis Cardinals swept the series tonight from the New York Giants in a real thriller, 11 innings, with Ellis Kinder picking up the win as the Cardinals beat the Giants by a score of 3-2. to two. It took some real heroics with Kenny Boyer tying it up in the ninth inning with two outs and then Jackie Brandt coming through with a key hit in the 11th. 3-2, to two, the Cardinals over the Giants. I'll be back with all the other scores now in just 30 seconds. GMC Loan Company presents the Cardinal Scoreboard. Say, friends, if the balance on your car payments is down to $1,000 or less, GMC Loan Company will cut those car payments in half. Make one easy phone call to Bob Adams right now at Main 14242. GFC's special loan by phone service. Bob arranges for it right away. Any one of the nine GFC loan offices will do the same thing. There's one at 822 Illinois Avenue in East St. Louis. Don Kerr, the manager. First of all, let's take a look at what happened in the American League today. Cleveland at Baltimore, the Cleveland Indians won that game 5-1. Five, five runs, seven hits, one error for the Indians, one run, six hits, and one error for Baltimore. Art Hudeman picked up the win. He now is 1-1, one one, while Connie Johnson took the loss. He now is 1-1 one, one and lost two. Cleveland, five, Baltimore, one. The White Sox over at Washington, and it was quite a slugfest with Washington winning that game by a score of 12-7. 12 runs, 15 hits, and 1 error for Washington. 7 runs, 11 hits, and 2 errors for the White Sox. The winning pitcher was Connie Grove, who came in relief of Weisler. He now is 1-2 and lost 4. The losing pitcher was Dixie Howell, who relieved Jerry Staley. Howell is now 1-2 and lost 4. 
Home runs in the game for the White Sox. Jim Rivera in the sixth with one man on. And for Washington, in the third inning, it was Herzog and Paula, both home runs coming with the bases empty. 12-7, to Washington over the White Sox. Boston beat Detroit 5-4. to Five runs, five hits, no errors for the Red Sox. Four runs, ten hits, and three errors for the Detroit Tigers. Brewer was the winning pitcher. He now has won eight and lost one, and that's the most victories for any American League pitcher so far. Foytak was the losing pitcher. He now is at four and four. Five to four, Red Sox over the Detroit Tigers. The Yankees beat Kansas City this afternoon, ten to five. Ten runs, twelve hits, and no errors for the Yankees. Five runs, thirteen hits, and one error for the Kansas City Athletics. Bob Grimm picked up win number three. He's yet to be beaten this year. While Lasorda lost number three, he's yet to pick up a win. Home runs, Yogi Berra in the fourth with nobody on. That was Yogi's 15th home run of the year. And Scarron had a home run in the eighth with one man on. Ten to five, the Yankees over Kansas City. In the, Amer- in the National League, rather, in a game played this afternoon, Pittsburgh beat the Chicago Cubs eight to two. 8-14-0 and 0 for the Pirates, 2-6-0 and 0 for the Chicago Cubs. Klein was the winner, he now has won five and lost three. Minner was the loser, he now has won one and lost five. Home runs all on the Pittsburgh side. Long, number 16, Thomas hit number 11, and Clemente his first. 8-2, Pittsburgh over the Cubs. In a game played tonight over at Cincinnati, the Red Legs beat the Philadelphia Phillies 7-3. Seven runs, seven hits, no errors for the Red Legs. Three runs, seven hits, and no errors for the Philadelphia Phillies.